we are recording. All right, y'all, welcome back to season two. <laughs> Next low position, start me outside the box. And you know what? I am so excited for the conversation we are about to have with Dr. Latifa about getting your money mindset right, changing your money story or rewriting your money story. Um, y'all better be listening to this one because this one is going to be real deep. So stay tuned just after this intro. Welcome back, tribe. You are listening to Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box, where we invite doctors, dentists, and medical entrepreneurs who are breaking the mold, stepping outside the box as entrepreneurs, and practicing on their terms to share their journey, wisdom, and their inspiration with the world. I am your host, Dr. Maisha Claiborne. My calling is to help doctors find freedom, fulfillment, and full self-expression. I have helped dozens of medical professionals transform their mindset, leverage their skill set, and build profitable businesses and careers they love. Now, let's get to the good stuff. But before we do, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an opportunity for inspiration, motivation, and empowerment with me and our amazing guests. Now, let's take it to the next level, y'all. Here we go. All right, y'all, we are back for another episode of Next Level Positions Thriving Outside the Box. And I am here with my friend, my colleague, a, an amazing coach. And I am so excited to be having this conversation because y'all know how I feel about mindset. I'm here with Dr. Latifat of Money Fit MD, and she is a money mindset coach. And you guys, by now, you've been following me for a while, you know how I feel about the power of the unconscious mind, the power of mindset. And so this conversation is a long time coming. I am so excited to welcome you to the show, Dr. Latifa. How are you today? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me come on here. I am doing fantastic. I had my coffee. I had my water. I'm good to go. Good to go. <laughs> so little, little fun fact, I actually am um, cleansing this week. I am detoxing this week. And I have, I bought this new juicer and I, I juice my spinach, apple, carrot, celery, and it actually is pretty good. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty energized. I'm only on day two, but you know, like I haven't done the juice cleanse in probably a few years. I usually just do like a, um, a veggie, a veggie fruit type of thing. So yeah, have my juice mm -hmm. today, have my little protein shake, have my green drink. Good, good, good. You're ready to go. That's fantastic. And you remember that I'm a GI doctor on the side. So all the stuff you're talking about is like, you know, getting my Yay. GI mind excited. That's to. Right. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm getting in. Well, so, you know, I want to, you kind of segue me. I want to hear, uh, and, and I want the audience to hear like, you know, who you are. So talk to us about like, you know, your specialty, how you got to where you are, how you got to being a money mindset coach. Yes, so I'm Dr. Latifat. I'm a GI doc in California. I've been out of resident, oh, fellowship, excuse me, for about four or five years now. I'm a mama. I have three kids that I love and keep my hands full. Um, but the reason why I bring that up is one, they're a huge part of my life, but they're also a huge part of my story. Mm. Um, so the reason why I started even thinking about finances at all was because five years ago I was broke 
living from paycheck to paycheck. And at that time we had only one kid. And I just remember one day looking at my daughter and just realizing the fact that I had a huge part to play in her story Mm -hmm. and that there were things that I wanted for her in her life that had to be intentional and not subconscious or not intentional. Mm -hmm. And part of that was the fact that I wanted her to have a good financial future. Mm -hmm. I wanted her to not live without her mom in terms of my work life. I wanted her to have her mom available. And the other thing too is I love, love, love what I do in medicine. I'm a GI doc. I mean, I can talk about poop all day, right? (laughs) I love it. But I looked around and there was just so much burnout in medicine, a ton of burnout. So at that point I had to think, okay, my love for medicine, my not wanting to burn out, my wanting a better life and more secure life than I had for my daughter and my daughters. And that's when I started looking at our finances. My husband and I were like, all right, we got to get out of debt. We have to like be financially independent. Mm -hmm. And we just started this journey to be more conscious about our finances. And over time, I started doing that for myself, but people started asking me about money and I was the go-to person for budgeting and should I do this with my money? And what I was realizing is I was talking to all those physicians that are incredibly smart, but whenever it came to money, we just were not great at it. So I looked around and there was just so much burnout in medicine, right? So my husband and I sat down and we decided that we wanted a better life for our kids. We wanted to be intentional. We wanted to give them a more secure financial life than we had, really. Um, And that's how we started our journey towards understanding our finances. And then what I found over time was that I was the go-to person for a lot of docs. They would ask me, how do I do this? How do I budget? How do I make money? How do I save money? And then I had a moment where I sat down and I'm like, you know what? All those people are incredibly smart. So this has nothing to do with smart or knowledge, but there's just a lot of like mindset issues Mm -hmm. that we have not been digging into. So that is what started my journey towards understanding our money and also our mindset. And how our stories that we tell ourselves, the story that we have accumulated throughout our lives and throughout our educational journey really is evolved into who we are today and what we think we can or what we think we cannot do. So that's the short-ish answer to your question. I love that. I love that. And you know, the interesting thing is, and, and it's funny because I read this book a while back, maybe a couple of years ago called The Millionaire Next Door. And I'm sure you know it. And um, it was it was really a game changer for my own mindset about, you know, about my personal finances. Yeah, I think for me, like earning money and money mindset and that particular domain of business is like, I'm cool. But like when it comes to personal finances, I realized there was a way that I was thinking I had to be or spend in order to be seen as the professional person that I am. And when I listened to this book, it really like shifted my context for, oh, I mean, like the millionaire next door, just the title says it all. So I really love, you know, what you're doing. And one of the things that said, oh, this is one of the things that said that that was really um, game changing is the fact that we are, we're brought up as doctors in this space of delayed gratification, right? And so that's part of the problem is that we're brought up in this whole, this, this, this place of delayed gratification 
and then we get out and we feel like and 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 then there's a there's this prestige associated with our degree Absolutely. and we have to feel like we you know we've been told we have to feel like we have to buy the most expensive car buy the most expensive house you know we suddenly get this influx of 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 income that we never had before we live in poor for all these years and we like i got to get mine and that's mm-hmm. the whole problem and i realized that really in myself like i'm like always looking at okay well when i when i i'm going to do this and do that when i'm like do I really need all that? Or is that something that is something I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak? Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting you said that. I remember when I was graduating fellowship, one of the nurses came up to me and she said, so what purse are you going to buy? Right? Nothing wrong with buying purses. Nothing wrong with buying fancy purses, right? But it goes back to what you just said about what people's thoughts of what a doctor should look like, right. what success should look like, what mm-hmm. car should you drive, what house should you have. And it's not just strangers, it's also our families. And in fact, our families are, are they're our worst enemies when mm-hmm. it comes to that, right? Mm-hmm. Because they've also been holding their breath forever while we're in training. And now that you're done, they're like, let the dollars roll in. Right. And you're like, ain't no dollars rolling in, mom. Yeah, especially, <laughs> especially now. Like, unfortunately, in this day and age of medicine, you know, when where docs are coming out with 500, you know, 600, close to a million dollars worth of debt, God, I mean, like, I think about how lucky I am to have come out with $130,000 worth of debt. Yeah. I, I thought that was a lot. I was complaining at some point. And then I'm, then I'm like, oh, what, what, half a million dollars? How, how, did, how did that happen? You yeah. know? And, yeah. you know, the, the, the pay is not the same as it used to be. In fact, it's getting worse and less and less and less, especially with this, all this productivity, that the dollars aren't rolling in like they used to. But it doesn't mm-hmm, mean we can't still be smart with our money, yeah? A hundred percent, we can definitely be smart. So I know this is not the, well, you know what, conversation's happening. You invited me for a talk, so Come we're on, talking. Girl. So we'll see where Shut this on. goes. <laughs> So the thing about student loan is this, I think that we need to, our government needs to regulate that industry a little bit better. There needs to be a maximum amount of tuition that can be charged. There needs to be a maximum interest. There needs to be maximum student loans, really, not so that we don't get educated, but so that schools don't take advantage of Mm -hmm. our position, right? Mm -hmm. But when we put that on the side, I have a slightly different way that I think about student loans. So the way I think about it is this, and again, don't, don't hear me wrong. I hope, and I wish we didn't have student loans, but mm-hmm. what I find is that it becomes this burden that a lot of people carry around right. where it feels like a weight on their shoulders where they're like, I can't invest because I have this big bad student loan. I can't live life because I got this thing and it's this loan and I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. And what I find is people start to carry this weight on their shoulders where they're not free to drink, mm-hmm. free to invest, mm-hmm. free to breathe because they have this huge burden. They're like, you know, I can't wait for this heavy lift to get off so I can breathe. And I'm like, right. you know, you can pay off your student loans without being miserable. Mm-hmm. Right. And the way that I actually have people think about it is I think about it like a business investment. Yeah. If someone goes, you know, Dr. Claiborne, I have this business for you. Right. I'm going to have you invest $200,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first year after four years, I'm going to guarantee you, you'll make $200,000 every single year going forward. Mm -hmm. You're going to tell me that's a good investment. Yeah. 
right? And yes, there is interest and you have the choice to choose when you want to pay it up. You can get rid of it like I did ASAP and move on with your life. But it doesn't have to be this horrible thing that we have on our shoulders that's preventing us from breathing. So when I think about it as a business investment, I'm like, oh, I paid 200,000, which I did, which I didn't pay. Right. But here is the situation, but I get $200,000 every single year that I work indefinitely. Mm-hmm. You would call that a good business investment. That's definitely a good business investment. I love that context. And, and actually it really helps me because I always, it's, it really is like a, it's like a monkey on your shoulder, you know, kind of thing like pay it off. You got to pay it off, you know? And, and I, I recently, and I'm so glad that you said what you said, like, you don't have to wait to pay off your student loans in order to dream, in order to, to invest, in order to, you know, do the things that are going to make you more, you know, to order to become an entrepreneur even. Right. And I think that so many people are like, "Ah, I have to pay off my student loans first. Um, For me personally, I just accept it. Like student loan is student loan is like a mortgage and it's a very low interest mortgage. And so, you know, I'm going to pay, I'm going to pay if I, if I like, you know, not if, when I get that large sum of, of, of money to like, just say, okay, I'm going to pay it off in like six months, then I'm going to do that. But at the, in the meantime, if I'm making some surplus of money, I, all, all the rest of my debt burden is very, very low. Like, you know, no credit card debt, you know, barely, I do the charge cards where I have to pay it off every month. So if it's not in my account, it's not getting bought. We're like that kind of, you know, or, and you know, very, I just bought a car a couple of years ago. So I do have a car payment again, but you know, like aggressively paying that down and my mortgage is workable. Like I just have very little consumer debt. And so mm-hmm. the additional, like, it's like, okay, now I'm going to invest. I am going to mm-hmm. invest. I am going to invest in yeah. real estate. I am going to invest a little bit in the market while I, while it's nice and low, you know? Yeah. Yep. And, yep. Yep. But I used to think I can't do that until I pay off my student loans. And so I love that you brought that point up because it's so important to, we, it's almost like the continuation of that delayed gratification. I can't be abundant until. Yes, yes, yes. And the thing is the mistake people make is the only time when that's a wrong decision is if you're not using your money to generate income that's paying more than your interest. Mm-hmm. right so if you're like i'm gonna pay my student loan off when i'm 80 years old just so i can yolo you know <laughs> live, a, live a lot then we have a problem but right. in general i tell people decide for yourself when do you want to pay it up if you want to do it in 10 years how much do you have to pay every month to do that yeah. automate it right mm-hmm. make sure you're refinanced at a low percentage and whatever you have left is your cash flow use that to build wealth right Use that to invest. Use that to take a little vacation. Enjoy. Life is a gift, right? We're not, we don't know when any one of us is going to leave this earth. Spend a little, leave a little, but don't waste. That's yeah. the bottom line. What do you feel like is the biggest um, barrier, money, money mindset barrier that you see in your coaching practice? So I see a lot of, it's actually broken into two. Mm -hmm. One is how we were raised and the things we were unconsciously picked up as Mm -hmm. kids, right? Mm -hmm. And the other one is what we've picked up in our medical education, Yes. right? So with the ones that I see from how we were raised is things like money is bad. Yeah. Rich people are bad. Mm -hmm. Money is the root of all evil. Mm -hmm. Love is, love of money is the root of all evil. In fact, I recently sat down because I'd been 
thinking that too, that the love of money is the root of all evil. I'm Christian. That's in the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. And I sat down one time and actually went to the Greek version of it. And I'm like, it's actually not the love of money. That's a, it's obsession ways. That's the root mm. of all evil. Because when I think about love and how I love my kids, right. how I love my spouse, it's okay. All right, let me put this on airplane mode. Like, why is it thinking up on my? Can you hear it? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, can you hear anything else? Uh. -uh. Okay. All right, because I'm hearing the sound. All right, oh. so when I think, I'm hearing this, I'm like, what's that? Um, so when I think about love of money being the root of all evil, I think about love and I'm like, love is good. Love is healthy. Love is refrigerating. So how can loving money be bad? And right. what I find is that it's more of that, those unconscious things that we've brought along with us from the past that turns into how we treat our money. Right. So that's a huge one for a lot of people. I like, I, I, I can see that. Mine is, was the, was the, the rich people are bad or rich people are, what is it? Um, pretentious is the word. That's the word. Mm -hmm. And I never want to be that way. Mm. And I had a lot of work to do around that. And then mm. I, and, and then it's just, it's like, oh yeah, that's just not true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the individual, there's an individual that could be pretentious, but it doesn't have anything to do with the money. Absolutely. Like the you two are mutually tell exclusive. People when they tell me that, I'm like, are you pretentious? They're <laughs> like, no, I'm not. All right. So you mean if we gave you money, you would become pretentious? No, I would never be. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you know what it really is? It's the fear that you will become. It's the fear that money will make you that way. It's so interesting because I um, have some coaching clients that they fear making too much money because they fear it will change them. Yeah. And it's like, well, are you grounded in your core values? Because if you're grounded in your core values, how you will approach having money will be different from those who have different core values. And if your core values are family and contribution and integrity and, you know, things of that nature, which most people that at least I talk to, and I'm sure you talk to, the core values are centered around family and love and contribution and making a difference and impact, then how you utilize that abundance is going to be very different from someone whose value is just simply success or to get ahead or to, you know, material, you know, like that's a different, mm -hmm. that's a different set of values. And so then it's all about, for me, okay, well then do you trust yourself? It's trusting yourself to act within your values all the time. This is so interesting because it's so important. I have people that will come to me because they're like, you know, I want to be financially independent and I don't know why I'm living from paycheck to paycheck. And sometimes when we work together, their first three or four sessions may actually be working on their relationship with themselves. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Right? Because you can't use it as a tool. It should be a tool in your hands. It's yes. not who you are. Yeah. So we need to find out who you are first. We need to mm -hmm. find out why you need to love yourself, your relationship with yourself. And then mm -hmm. when you get this money, it's a tool for your hands, That's not right. for you to think it's going to be a building block of who you are because it's not. 
That is so great. Girl, you know how I am about unconscious mind and, and, and all of these, these various tools that we have um, to be able to get rid of the, the, these limiting beliefs. Because so often that's what it is. It's a limiting belief about oneself, about money, about the world, about you know, like all of these various things. So I love that you brought that up. So like, do you have a particular process that you take your clients through? So with the one on, so usually I do one-on-one -on -one coaching or I have groups that coaching mm -hmm. with the one-on-one -on -one coaching. It's more individualized, meaning that we really get to the bottom of your specific issues. And it really just depends. There are some people that it's, it's like a been a physician, right? You mm -hmm. see a patient in clinic with abdominal pain or whatever, mm -hmm. how you work them up. You have the same framework in your mind, but what area they need is actually very, very different. So it's the mm -hmm. same idea. We sit down, is it really a money problem or is it more of a person problem? Right. Is it a money problem or it's like belief problem? Is mm -hmm. it a love problem? Mm -hmm. Is it a comparison problem? Right. So mm -hmm. all those things definitely impact what area and how, but usually within three months though, most people are able to get what they want to get and be financially confident, which is pretty awesome. You know what I love about what you just said? Is it a money problem or is it a person problem? Is it a money problem or is it a belief problem? like distinguishing, well, what is actually the problem? Because if it's not a money problem, and, and I, I, I would be interested to know the percentage of people that you coach where money is not actually a problem, it's the belief or it's the, you know, it's the person. I would say probably about 30% is money only. Wow, that's saying so much. That's saying so yep. much because, you know, and, and, and I think this is what, what it speaks to. And, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a family doc, so I'm all about prevention. You know, G.I. Dash, y'all have the preventive stuff too. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's a case to be made for starting this, um, this money, this financial conversation, this thought process before there's a problem, Right to be getting your money mindset right before you have a problem. And, and so like for, uh, for the young people who may be listening, young people, I sound like an old woman, for the <laughs> early career physicians, the, the doctors to be, the residents who might be listening, this is the time to start working on your money mindset, right? Yeah. To, to write your money story in a way that is most empowering to you. Absolutely. Because I think when you start there, then you, your, your actions are more consistent with the new money story, with the more empowering money story. Absolutely. So do you help people rewrite their money story? Is that what you do? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. hundred percent of the time. Right. Yeah. It's, that's all we do. And I try to remind people and I, a lot of I guess because of the age of the physicians that tend to come, mm -hmm. understanding they have a problem, they end up being parents, a lot of them. Yeah. And I try to remind them that you're not just doing this or learning this for yourself. You're also learning to impact on your kids so that yes. what you are unconsciously doing doesn't become part of their unconscious money problems yes. later, right? Say that. Right? <laughs> yes. Right? And it, it's as simple as letting them know that the things that can be appreciated in life doesn't have to have a dollar amount to it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a toy. It could be the sky, could mm -hmm. be water, could be a leaf, could be the soil on the, just letting them understand that mm -hmm. what is the most valuable doesn't have to be, but then they're yes. not looking to spend. 
to buy that new flashy thing, but they're like, no, actually, we can just be grateful that we're breathing right now. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right? Me and my son, you know, it's like we, 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 I'm old school. We go out in the backyard and play Frisbee. Cute. Why not? You know, and have Frisbee contests, you mm-hmm. know, or like, um, I, I get these quick set, these like steam boxes and he's making his, we're making his stuff together. Like, you know, make a kaleidoscope or make a claw. And you know, it's like he doesn't have a lot of toys, and which is which is good and bad because I kind of leverage toys for as as my part of my discipline, my creative discipline. So it's like, oh, I'm gonna if you know, I'm gonna have to give this toy to the to the um, Inspire Outreach, which is like the the charity that we we give to um, about quarterly. And so, or lately, more like monthly. And so I'll be like, okay, I'm going to put this in the charity box and give it to a kid who needs it. And, and now it's like, mommy, it's okay. I don't, need the, I don't need the Hot Wheels. I don't need the Legos. Give them to the kids that need them. Like, he's ruining my discipline. <laughs> he's ruining my creativity. What else? <laughs> Got to step it up. Got to step it up. Because <laughs> his money mindset is like, oh, I don't need all this stuff. You know, I just want to do an activity with you, mom. Can we just do an activity? You know, because me coming up I with my you're winning. Things. You're winning. <laughs> That's awesome. Total, total aside, total aside. <laughs> we played this game yesterday. Sorry, listeners. Y'all got to hear about my kids. Y'all know I'm always going to talk about the kids. <laughs> so I have this game that I play. I bought this word, this boxes of, this word boxes and this word matching. So creative game for reading. Is it a word? or is it not a word? <laughs> so <laughs> there's like, the words are broken up into halves. So I pick a piece and he picks a piece and we put it together and he sounds it out. And I'm like, so Delson, is it a word or is it not a word? Not a word, that's <laughs> awesome. I love it. But because of it. things like that, to bring it back around, because of things like that, it, it's like, it's the time spent. It's a different value system that's installed in him. So it's not material things. So then in the future, you know, I'm also teaching him the mindset of entrepreneurship too, good, right? Good. So in the future, he will earn what he will earn. He will know, you know, I'm teaching him this type of like what saving and, and, and you know, we talk a little bit about investing and all of that. Teaching him that now so that he's not compelled to blow his money because that's not what's important to him, right? And I think what you're doing in helping um, parents to rewrite their money story so that they leave a different kind of mindset, money mindset legacy for their kids is awesome. Thank you. And I mean, what you just shared with your son gave me goosebumps for a good reason. And the way I think about it, it's building blocks, mm-hmm. right? You are literally consciously investing into his unconscious. That's what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? Because you're building his, his building blocks with love, yeah. with self-confidence, with self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And when you have those, I'll tell you, you're less likely to go binge spending when someone makes you annoyed. You're less mm-hmm. likely to compare with someone else, which means you're less likely to spend on things that don't give you value just so you can show people that you're spending and you can look yeah. good, yeah. right? So, yeah. I mean, I had to come back to what you're doing because I think it's great. It's awesome. And it's intentional. And that's something that I try to remind people that we can bring into every part of our life, into our finances, into our time with ourselves, that Mm -hmm. intentionality, right? Mm -hmm. Because when we build ourselves from the inside out, 
we're healthier as a person. We actually don't need a lot to do yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, you know, you said something I want to I come back to, which is comparing ourselves to others. Let's talk about social media for a moment. Oh my goodness. Let's talk about <laughs> social media for a moment. Because this is a thing I think that gets us into trouble, right? Got the folks posting themselves, looking the flyest, looking mm -hmm. with the cars, with the bling, with the best outfit on, with the, the this and the that, you know, with the with the look with the green screen background. Yeah, yeah. Really thinking that's my house. I'm like, do you know what my house <laughs> really looks like right now? This room that I'm in. <laughs> you know, your house looks perfect. My on house is social great. Media. I, well, I love my house, but but it's just funny, like you know, what people are looking at people on social media and feeling like I have to live up to that, and that is a tr a spending trigger. It's a spin oh, trigger. Man. Mm -hmm. And we have to be mindful of that. Now, I don't know if anybody out there has watched the, the, the movie yet, The Social Dilemma. Yes, Netflix, check it out. But it talks about how social media platforms are, how they get into the unconscious mind and they're triggering certain behaviors that before we can even think about it. And it's, it's, it's something that I already knew was happening, but it was interesting the way they framed it, that um, we have to limit our, our either limit our, our uh, exposure to it, or we have to be mindful that if we're, when we're scrolling and we're looking at things, it's like, this is just a screen. I always say to my clients, don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. Amen. Because they may have the bling and I, and I, I've seen some of these people. I know some of these people, they may have the bling, they may have the best outfit. They may be posed and modeled up, you know, headshots, all of that, but you don't know what's happening behind closed doors and what they're dealing with. And so Absolutely. you, you just have to remember that if you to stick with your own values, like always be conscious of your own values and get present to them every single day. What is it that grounds you inside of those values every single day? So when you look on the screen and you scroll past, you know, whoever with the fly car and the new keys and to the, you know, like all of that to the Tesla. Yep, <laughs> Girl. Yep. Sure, sure. You know, I mean, that's such a huge point. So I always tell people there are two ways well, there are multiple, but two ways that I highlight to people how comparison actually affects your finances. Mm -hmm. So everything in life is 50-50. There's no perfect. And I try to remind people of that because sometimes when we have ideas of where we're going, we think that when we get there, life is going to be 100% great. It's mm -hmm. not. It's mm -hmm. going to be 50% great, 50% not great. <laughs> and so is now, right? Yes. So when people are showing things on social media, they're showing you their 50% great, mm -hmm. right? And as humans, the way our brain works is our brain always diverts to the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. So your brain finds your 50% suck mm -hmm. and compares it with their 50% great, yeah. right? So number one, you're like, now I want my, you're having an unrealistic ex expectation of yourself because mm -hmm. you want 100% great mm -hmm. because you think that's what that person has. But no, the moment they log out of social media, they're going to go poop in the bathroom. <laughs> they're just as messed up as the rest of us. I'm a right. GI dog. I talk about shit all day, right? Right, Sorry. right, right, right. <laughs> right? But that's the bottom line. Yes. That's the bottom line. They're going to put down that camera and like go wipe the makeup off your face. Mm -hmm. So you're comparing their made up face with your natural self. Mm -hmm. Just different, right? Yeah. So that's one. And the other part of it too is when we, even though we don't realize it, when we compare, we feel bad. 
right? Yes. And I don't know if you've ever heard about retail therapy, right? Mm -hmm. When you're feeling bad, you want to feel good. So you're like, all right, I'm going to go buy something on Amazon that's going to make me feel good right now. Mm -hmm. Hence another shopping spree. So you're not just expecting the wrong thing of yourself. Now you're going to be broke because you're expecting the wrong thing of yourself. So mm -hmm. that's my little spiel about that, but it's huge. And by the way, social media platforms play on that. If you watch The Social Dilemma, the, exactly what you just said, you're scrolling, you're comparing yourself, you're comparing yourself, then you want to go retail therapy. Cue an ad. Boom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're scrolling, you're scrolling, you're comparing, you're looking at your friends, you know, you're feeling bad, you're comparing your 50% stuck to their 50% great. Cue an ad. Boom. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. You know, whether yeah. it's entrepreneur, you feel like you need to buy a course or whether it's, you know, you need to buy a new outfit or you need to, whatever it is, it's, it's cue an ad. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's by design and you have to really be at the, be at the source and at the driver's seat of your mind, of your unconscious mind so that you can be at the driver's seat of your thoughts, actions, emotions, and, 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 um, life, you know? Amen to that. So, Amen yeah. To that. You said it perfectly. Yeah, man. So, you know, I, um, I had to like tell you the story about this car cause it brought it up when I was listening to the book, the millionaire next door, I was um, in the market for a new car. So in my mind, I was like, oh, you know, a Tesla. I want a Tesla. I, wanna, I want the, the um, you know, the, the $75,000 car, right? I can figure out how to maybe get it pre-owned or something so it's not quite $75,000, but I want a Tesla. And nothing, no shade to Tesla. I mean, I've been inside of their amazing cars. But... <laughs> But I'm looking, you know, like, oh, well, maybe I should buy a Benz this time. Because I, I, I um, had a, uh, an Infiniti G35 for like years and years and years and years and years. So like 10 years. I keep my cars forever, by the way. So then I was like, oh, maybe I should buy, you know, what should I buy? I should buy another luxury car. But for some reason, my mind kept going to Subaru. Like mm -hmm. I wanted a SUV or a crossover SUV because it's safe, right? Yeah. I was like, Subaru, though. <laughs> I mean, Old people. Like, yeah, it's like. That's like the crunchy granola people. I mean, I'm super. That's like buying a, you know. So then I'm reading this book, right? And they're talking about how the the rich people, guess what they buy? Toyotas yes, and Subarus. Yes, yes, Toyota Camrys yes. and Subarus. I was like, oh, that's why the Subaru kept coming to my brain. Because they're safe and the rich yeah. people. Ching. Guess what I got in my garage? Yep. Cross track. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, but it, it was yeah. a mindset yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Like, and the, the wealthy thing is people this... wasting money on blowing it. Like, if I had that yeah. much disposable income, yeah, maybe I could pay cash for a Tesla and not have the rest of my, my, you know, my money impacted by that. And when, as I'm still growing my wealth, I don't need to have all of that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, like you said, there's nothing wrong with having that if you can, one, afford it. And number two, it's you're buying it from a clean place. You're not buying yes. it because you're trying to look good on the outside, but you truly believe, okay, I'm going to enjoy this car. I'm going to be, I'm just going to chew on it every day mm -hmm. and I'm going to be grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Then when you buy it, it does that. But if you're buying it with the wrong motive or to yes. fill a space in your life, mm -hmm. then you just waste that money. Yes. And I will get that Tesla at some point because, you know, <laughs> Me too. for the environment, <laughs> yeah. for the environment. Yeah, and, and it's a, nice it's a car. beautiful car. Ooh, girl. <laughs> <Nigeria>. <laughs> well, you know, it's still, you know, hashtag goals. But I just, it's like you said, like, what I've learned is if I'm going to splurge, 
and buy something super expensive, I need to know that on the back end, it's not negatively impacting my, my space, my financial space, you know? So oh, like yeah. I was sharing with you before the call, I'm about to remodel my bathroom and my closet. And, you know, as I look at what the, what the investment of that, it's like, oh, that's, that's, I can handle that. But I waited because I knew early on when I first bought the house, I was still building and I didn't have that disposable income. And I think that's the money mindset. That's another part of the money mindset we have to get used to as physicians, you know, and frankly, as people of color, as our black folk, yep. you know, yep. we gotta, we yep. gotta do it too. And it, it just to like really get that there's a, there's a smart way to spend money. It doesn't mean you can't spend money. It's just a smart way to do it. I got all my kitchen gadgets. You know, I, I like to travel. I like to do all those things, but it's the way, the strategic way that I do it that has it worked for me that allows me to be able to do all the things that I do. Yeah. So for you, it sounds like timing, which I'm, I'm highlighting this because I think they're important points. Mm -hmm. The time, right? The season, making sure you can truly afford what you're trying to do. That's one. Mm -hmm. Number two is making sure it's coming from a clean place, right? Mm -hmm. That you can do it. And then number three is value-based spending. You're spending yes. on things that give you joy. And that's what money is for. It's not yeah. meant to be saved and accumulated until you die, really. Right. <laughs> it's meant to be used as a tool to enjoy, bless the world with, and literally whatever you want to do with it, right? Mm -hmm. So good for you. You're doing it right. Thank I love you. It. Thank you. Well, I you love know, it. I love I, it. I follow people like you, you know. <laughs> so that and I... you teach about mindset. So it's coming from a clean place. You're assessing, why do I want this? Why am right. I choosing this? And you're making sure you truly are doing it right. So, hey, you're practicing what you preach. We should all do that. We should all do that, <laughs> shouldn't we? <laughs> yes, we should. Oh, my God. Well, you know, I, I love this conversation. I know that we have much more to talk about. You know, I could talk. We could talk about this all day. I love money mindset. Yeah. I love mindset. I love money. I love it all, right? And, you know, by the way, it took me a long time to, to be able to say out loud that I love money. And that, and I, that, that I want to join the million dollar club. It took me a long time to be able to say that, you know, you know, even as someone that coaches about money and mindset, it took me a long time to say that too. Mm -hmm. I would say I liked money, but I wouldn't say I loved money. But the mm -hmm. way that I was able to get to that is I had to sit down and figure out why I was having trouble loving money mm -hmm. when I know that love is actually a healthy thing. Right. So I knew I was acting like I loved money, but I couldn't put it into words because of my limiting beliefs about what that meant. Mm -hmm. So yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Oh, well, yeah, we got, we got, we got to talk about this some more. We, we're going, we're going to book you on another one. Um, or maybe sometime <laughs> in the future when I, I'll, I'll be on your podcast when, when it finally comes out sometime in the, you know, yes. hopefully too far future. No pressure, right? Wow. <laughs> Calling you out. Like I called out Dr. Charmaine G yes. for her podcast course. Shout out to Dr. Charmaine. <laughs> yeah. So, shout um, out to her. Yes. That's so funny. For those that are listening, she's trying to make me start my own podcast. <laughs> that's what that's about. So just FYI, that's. That's what it's about. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Because, you know, you got so much value in what you speak about and how you help people, you know. But, for, but in the meantime, I'm definitely going to have you back on this one for sure. Yes, I'll be back. Yes, be back. yes, yes, yes. So um, for the audience, tell them where they can find you, where they can book a, a, comp a call with you, where they can follow you on social media. Yes. 
So if you are been listening to this call or this conversation and you're like, yes, I want to be financially independent. I know I got some money issues. I have some money drama. Yes, I definitely need to use money as a tool. I'd want to get to a place where it's not who I am, but just something that I've been blessed to make a change in the world in my life and in other people's lives with. You can find me on www.moneyfitmd.com. So M-O-N-E-Y-F, as in Frank, I-T-M-D.com. And you can also email me, moneyfitmd at gmail.com. I do free consultations. And I just, truly, my goal is just for us all to live a good life, to live a rich life. Well, I believe we're all here for a purpose. Your calling is different from mine. But when we have money, it makes the journey a whole lot easier. And my goal is that we can all just be the best that we can. And money helps. So that's why I do what I do. Awesome. Awesome. And on social media, where can they find you? I'm on Facebook and also on Instagram, MoneyFitMD. Same, just, if you'll find me everywhere, MoneyFitMD. That's that good branding. That's that good branding. Yeah. Well, awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us. We're going to have all your information in the show notes for those who want to reach out to you. And I just appreciate you being here. I can't wait to, to have another conversation with you about this. It was really wonderful. Thank you. It was my pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. All right, y'all, you heard it. Check her out, Dr. Latifad, moneyfitmd.com and follow her on all the social media platforms that you can find her uh, as uh, backslash or at moneyfitmd. And so, you know, there's some changes coming up this year in season two. I will keep you up to date on when our uh, mind remapping NLP certification courses opening up. By the time you hear this, it may already be opening. So if you are interested in being trained in the discipline and the tools of NLP, go to mindremappingacademy.com, mindremappingacademy.com, and just uh, schedule with me so we can talk about the upcoming course. Otherwise, um, you need to be following Dr. Latifah here, MoneyFitMD. Get your money, mind right and transform your money story, moneyfitmd.com. All right, y'all, stay safe, stay well. I look forward to the next one. You know, I love my listeners. Without the listeners, there is no podcast. So y'all take care and we'll see you on the next one. Namaste. Thanks for spending time with us on this episode of Next Level Physicians Thriving Outside the Box. We hope you enjoyed this one as much as the rest. Remember to go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that you can be notified every time a new episode is released. It is you as our listener who help our podcast to grow. So if you like this podcast, if you enjoy what you're hearing, if you are inspired, we'd really appreciate it if you write a quick review and share it with five of your friends. We want to continue to expand our reach and bring this transformation to all of those doctors and medical professionals out there who are still seeking more autonomy, more freedom, more expression and purpose in their careers and lives. Finally, if you want to learn more about how I can help you as a doctor or medical professional transform your mindset, leverage your skill set, and create a profitable business and career you love by your design, please check out my website, www.drmaisha.com. That's D R M A I Y. 
A-S-H-A.com. On my website, you can access one of my three free masterclasses to get you started on your journey to the next level. Have a wonderful rest of the day and an amazing rest of the week, y'all. And keep your head up looking to the next level. Namaste.